Hola, and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including DuckTales, which we'll be talking about today. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Bonilla, and I'm joined by Michelle Andrew. Hello. And Steve Zek. Who's got all the bad luck? No one but Della Duck. Uh, okay, well that's a, that's that's a start. And as Steve has already alluded to, we are talking about the specific episode. Whatever happened to Della Duck? So uh, spoilers for that episode in this uh, podcast. If you'd like to catch up on our previous Ducktales discussion, you can do that at overlyanimated.com. You can also subscribe to our Ducktales feeds at iTunes at overlyanimated.com/itunes. You can also find our stuff on YouTube at youtubecom animated. If you are looking for Ducktales stuff, you'll note that we have not talked about that show since December, since there have not been episodes since then. And three months Aww. later, here we are, finally. Talking about this lone episode released by Disney, a big one, admittedly, but it's, yeah. it's a solo mm-hmm. affair. And Yay. after that, we probably won't talk again about DuckTales until May. So it, this is our, our only chance to talk about it um, in this first <laughs> quarter of this of the year. <laughs> so yeah, um, we we all watched the episode, right? And uh, this has been something right. that's been a Della Duck specific episode <laughs> is something that has been anticipated highly by Ducktales fans for a while. So uh, we'll get our initial reactions first. Um, Michelle, let's uh, go to you first. Uh, how did you feel watching this episode? Um, I liked some things very much and other things I did not care for, but I, I'd give it a solid B, um, on a, a scale. B's not bad. It's like 80%. That's, that's good. That's okay. All right. All right. That, 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 that's a beginning. Um, <laughs> uh, Steve, let's, let's go to you next. How did you oh. feel watching this? I'll give it a B plus. Um, it was an excellent episode. Um, very first episode, we don't see like none of no no Webby or none of the, the triplets, pretty much. Um, it's all Della all the time. Um, this episode does show that she clearly is Donald's sister because I, I tell you, the first act, I could that could easily have been a Donald Duck short. All the stuff that happened to her in that first, like, first half of the episode, all that bad luck she had. But it's great to get to know Della more. Um, you guys noticed the theme, like, she was humming? That was a theme from a DuckTales video game from 1989. Very famous theme song. What? Okay, you're, you're, you're burning that trivia very quickly. Um, good job Dang. by you, but, uh, okay. Yeah. Steve's been waiting three months to burn the trivia, though, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... Okay, so but your, your your initial take is that it's a it's a B plus episode, but that you really enjoyed Della. Is that what I'm getting? Yes. At? Okay. Yes, I enjoyed it. <laughs> okay. I can't okay. wait for more. Can't wait to see. Her. I can't wait to see her and Gyro interact. Mm-hmm. Given the impress the impression their relationship we got in this episode. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll definitely get into the specifics of some of Della's stuff in this episode. Uh, but just uh, my my general thoughts here. I'm also in the place where I think that the idea of a Della episode maybe like got me a little overhyped for uh for something like this. I think it was a, it was a fine episode, probably not on Ducktales like a top tier level that it's displayed in the in past episodes. But like I think that Della is a fun character. Maybe there are things done with her character that aren't as um 
as as interesting or as unique as one would hope but like i think there there are definitely a lot of della moments in this episode that like are fun and like reflect the whole ducktales vibe and as steve mentions like it's reminiscent of donald at times some other stuff she does is reminiscent of the other nephews so mm-hmm. like so you, yeah. you, you get all that like blend, blended in here and the yeah there's like a lot of physical comedy and stuff um the 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 ending and the themes going on are like are, are i think are what make this episode feel a little shaky to me and and i guess mm-hmm. we'll, we'll 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 get deeper into that but i, I think a first uh, like a logical place to start I, I guess that will wrap into the themes as well is the character of Della specifically right because this is our first extended look at her prior to this we only had a, in the shadow war uh, the the season one finale we had like the final 10 seconds of her watching the tv and seeing her, her nephews uh, having um, saved the day and like she was working on her ship so this episode is basically like an entire flat flashback of what of her crash and what she's been doing and all of the nephew's life up well, to where we are today right? we, we also got a glimpse of Della in the very last episode we did the uh christmas episode so Oh, oh, wait. Yeah, we did, I guess. Wait, what? Can you... Do you remember what happened, Steve? Because I don't remember. It's oh, too it long. was a flashback. It, Dewey goes back in time. Blue Shark goes oh, back Oh, that! In time. Right! And, yeah. okay. Oh, he spends yeah. time with her as, like, a kid about his age. Okay, yeah. that's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but yeah, this is our first uh, look at adults, uh, Della, in an extended form. So, um, how did you guys feel specifically about how she's presented, her personality, her her goals in this episode um steve, steve we'll, we'll go to you first that uh, you, you already touched a little bit on it in the initial thoughts but uh, how do you feel about della specifically well she's a trooper she's a some optimist man it takes so much to break her down because she i would have given up a long time ago if i was in her position given all the crap that happened to her mm. um but yeah and uh, i do like though how um how like yeah, she never kind of loses her disposition no matter what, and how her optimism. I, I love though how she um how she tries to how she how how nice how she befriends those moon people like despite everything that happened she's still not a bitter person. She, she uh I don't know who she, I know she's not related to her but definitely reminds she's a little bit has a little bit of Webby in her as well. Yeah, we're, we're kind of just using all the character traits that we've already seen used in the show on Della, or at least a lot a lot of them are getting rolled up in here, given that it is one character for a 22-minute stretch, so you got to give her a lot of like different personality ticks. Um, Michelle, how, how did you feel watching Della here? Um, so I think on the one hand, I, I really like Della's character in that, you know, she's very, she can be kind of sarcastic. She, she's willing to, like, she, like, ripped up the book that was going to help her build the ship out of frustration seeing Jairo's message. Like, so simply, even delicate to it. Um, that's very Donald. Yeah, that that, that was, like, the most on the nose, like, Donald uh, parallel there. I loved it though. Like I, I like that she has this confidence, and she's like, she, she lost her leg, and she just built a new robot leg, and, and she like kind of takes it in stride. And like Steve was saying, like if she, she does kind of just 
keep rolling with the punches for an, an obscenely long time. And I kind of think of that dust, the, the moonlight wasn't there and she didn't have like this webcam to talk to. She probably would have gone insane, like for real, because she would have had nothing else to talk to. Um, so I, I like, I like like her, her spirit. I, I like how tenacious she is. I like that she's very, like she, she can build things. Like not only is she, good at like the hand to hand stuff, but she is good at the building stuff too. Um, so like all that's good, but then I don't know. I don't know if I want to save this to like later, but the whole, like, you know, getting back to my son's angle and how like kind of, I don't know. I, I, I won't say like obsessive, but just like the, the whole, like, mom angle like really kind of like left a bad taste in my mouth and we're gonna get into why specifically but that was kind of like an overarching thing that they really just nailed um in a really big way in the very like last 10 minutes and it i didn't really care for how it was um kind of addressed you know so yeah Mm -hmm. i'm just wondering how does she know the genders of her I don't kids. know they're in eggs I know <laughs> maybe they had a really good doctor beforehand like listening to the eggs I don't know <laughs> and, and, they, and they closed the door to some a potential comedy moment is, is when she gets back she might think Webby's one of her kids kind of took that little comedic opportunity away mm-hmm. but um, I will say we, we can begin to get into it because I do think that that's a large part of her character in this episode so it, it uh, I, I think it like gets wrapped up with what Della is because uh, I, on the one hand, uh, I'm in a similar boat where like I enjoy all the like manic parts of her, like the Donaldness mm. of like ripping up the stuff and then like doing her her own like the, all the obsessiveness of getting off the planet is is great and also like her snark towards uh, the, the 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 moon people as well as the the moon might yeah. like that's all great and all. But like when you get down to everything being propelled by her desire to meet her kids, in a way, like I guess the problem with it is that the maternal instinct becomes so overriding that like it begins to feel like a cliche. I feel like Ducktales in the past when it's done because Ducktales overall has been themed around family, right? From the very first mm-hmm, episode, mm-hmm. it's dealing with the the nephews that not really knowing who their mother is and their difficulty relating to Scrooge. And later on, when we get to that episode with the Sun Chaser, and you have like the breakdown of the of the ties between the nephews and the and Scrooge, like that's that's a relationship that we don't get to see that often necessarily, like children and or grandpa sort of. So like that that feels unique in a way, and there there's a lot there's a lot of layers there. Whereas here it's it's very simply mother needs to get to kids. And that's it, it. Makes it feel like that's the lone thing propelling her. That that, and while that may, well, you could say that makes sense because like she is a mom and she never got to see her kids, but it feels very one dimensional. If if that makes any sense, it definitely makes sense. And plus, plus she wouldn't be in this problem if she just would have had some patience. Like it's her own fault. She's in this situation. Yeah, it's kind of, I guess the the part of the reason it seems strange is because she was willing to go on this dangerous mission right after her kids were, after she 
Hatch- I don't know what, what's the, yeah hatch well they're not like hatched hatch but like she disposed of their eggs from her body. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? She laid them. There we go. Yeah, wait, she, laid, she laid children as eggs. So I mean, why if she's if she's this obsessed with being a good like a good mom and being around and the whole song she sings is about I'm gonna be with you every step of the way. Why would she go on this dangerous mission as soon as she had them? Like that doesn't add up. I don't think. It it doesn't really make sense to me. Like if they want to make her her motherhood angle such a big part of her character now, like why did she leave? That doesn't make a lot of sense. The one thing you could have done maybe to I know I'm not I'm not sure would fix it, but how about give her a different motivation to go on this ship? Maybe she wanted to go get some gifts for her sons at, on space in space. Maybe, well, yeah. Also, I think part of it is that the show for a long time had portrayed Della as kind of this carefree person who didn't, who like, because of her care- carefreeness is why she went on this uh, mission. But that yeah. contradicts with the whole motherliness that's being tried to be portrayed here. And you could try to pass it off as like a, like a twist sort of thing. But because the motherliness is such a cliche, so it doesn't pay off in that respect. And partly because Della has been such a mystery for a long time that now finally seeing her like this is not exactly as impressive as if they had like tried to add some extra extra stuff going on with her character. I still think maybe Dewey left her a note and she read it and she went through it because she could not mess with the timeline. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Last Christmas messes everything up. (laughs) Um, uh, uh, this uh, also relates back to the main conflict of, of this uh, episode, which is that the moon might, uh, this uh, large green monster, is uh, messing with her ship every time she tries to reconstruct it or tries to do an escape attempt. And uh, th- this is important because it connects back to Della's character in that at the very end, it's revealed that the reason the monster is attacking Della's stuff for 10 years is to feed its baby. And Della comes to like a, like a revelation. It's like, wait, it's not a monster. It's a mother. And Ten- like- Ten years? Man, that's much a slow-growing baby. Well, That's al- true! That's true, and it's a slow-growing baby. <laughs> a- alien babies, alien beings, like, they, they could live to be 400 years old. I, I don't really mind that, like, it's a baby for ten years, but it's more of just the, the, like, the massive hammer to the massive nail of, like, okay, here's where it turns. This is where they realize they're both the same. They're both loving mothers. Oh, come on, I knew this. Like, it feels so this- cheesy. Yeah. I knew it was gonna happen, like, in the first act before the first commercial break i kind of knew that's where they were going it's so predictable because she stares at that photo of the kids as eggs like 10 million times in the episode so many times mm-hmm. yeah so the, the, there is where also the uh the lullaby is performed uh, this is what steve is, is was alluding to with this being the moon theme from the ducktales video game of the 1980s now it finally has lyrics uh, which is just you know della's song to her kids um mm-hmm. i think it's actually a nice song but like it, it just it, it adds to the whole like um uh, what's another word for cheesiness? It's got to be like a synonym, but like, I, I don't know. It's cringe? All... <laughs> cringe? Cringe is maybe a little strong, but like, I, I guess... <laughs> um, did you feel cringe? Yes. Uh, <laughs> personally, I prefer I, when she was 
that little when she was humming like bum 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 bum. That would have been pretty cool. In the, yeah, in the action sequence. Yeah, montage, that was cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, the, we, we can get to the comedic beats. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I will say one part, I, I think the closest this story, this part of her gets to working is when we get to the point where they, she's celebrating their first birthday and you get like the sad sequence of her with the moon cake and she's like singing the happy birthday song. It's falling apart. She can't blow out the candle right and her, uh, this is, I think at this point, like her hair is also really long. So I, I think that that's the closest it gets to at least Stella feeling a little bit, um, I, I guess in the, in a state of hopelessness, which I think oh. that this, this needed more of for us to buy that Della is actually, you know, like desperate to get to her kids. Let's remember though, from the previous episode, the Christmas episode is kind of hinted that Della lost her parents at a very young age so she never experienced any time parental relationship and this was going to be her chance to experience that and then she blew it she's denied it for like 10 years oh that that is really tragic if that's true yeah <laughs> but like we needed more of that we needed that yeah to we be, needed yeah. we needed that to be said because what ended up happening is just like and i think alex you you kind of put into words earlier i think what my like deeper issue with this is because yeah the the Della we hear about is a very carefree like courageous go after the adventure and grab it by the horns kind of person and all those are fairly I mean they're considered more masculine traits and that's why it was so nice to know that their mom was like that and the Della we kind of get like she's still like got that spirit um and like has the street smarts of like making her own leg and ship and stuff but like when her only objective is kind of tunnel vision in on like her children when she went on the mission anyway like i okay but like so her children it it feels like i don't know especially when she she's like doing that last fight with the moonlight and she's like nothing's gonna stop me from getting to my boys this time it's like i've seen that so many times like in shows where like the lady like if she's a mom she's only allowed to be physically capable or pose an actual threat when it's a very maternal kind of instinct thing and i'm so like della doesn't need that the della we had the impression of could have done it anyway without being a mother and and it's not like motherhood's not important but i don't I don't want Della to just be a mom. I want her to be everything Shardy was and have the addition of being a mom. But I don't want that to consume her personality. That's, like, really terrifying to think it might. So that's, like, my biggest, like, repulsion from the whole thing. And it personally is kind of a repulsion. Because, like, that's, like, literally all you see all the time. Like, I really I don't want to see more of that. <laughs> I want her to have the rest of her personality still. I don't think she should lose that identity just because she becomes a parent. Mm-hmm. I think it, it, it maybe it doesn't, you know, pronounce itself the same way motherhood would, but she's also on the moon right now. She kind of has other immediate priorities. So I don't mm-hmm. know. It just left a bad taste in my mouth, but I will say her giving her golden tooth to the mom moon might was, I think a very selfless kind gesture in of itself. If we take away the whole nonsense of that's not a monster, that's a mother. <laughs> yeah. well, well, to be fair, though, it's hard. 
it's hard to find an adventure when you're stranded on like one on a place like the moon. You can't. Where's she gonna go? She's just stuck there. Go to the dark side and find all those aliens. Apparently, yeah, she didn't know. <laughs> Who knew? Uh, yeah, also like her give, giving up the gold tooth. Like, d- does it does it get undercut a little by the ending just being, hey, there's a civilization full of gold on the moon anyway? It's a well, little weird. I'm pretty yeah. sure though, this is all going to come into play to the season arc of Scrooge's bet with Glamgold. So <laughs> Glamgold's gonna lose his mind when he finds out about the moon no, gold. And, and this is actually very similar um, to the old show. There's this arc. Scrooge and Gongo made a bet, and Scrooge made sort of similar, like, sacrifice that Della made, like, gave something up, and looked like he was going to lose, and then he found some other fortune. So, similar thing happened here, so. Well, uh, uh, speaking of, like, the overall season, like, we we get to this ending, and, uh, well, briefly, I guess, before we talk about that, like, there are the introduction of these two moon people, uh, General, uh, what's, General Lunaris and Lieutenant Penumbra, and, like, they have some brief back and forth. I I like Penumbra, she's got a, she's got a good attitude, (laughs) and, uh, um, Della is like, hey, let's be, we'll be best friends anyway, so let's just get uh, over with sort of thing. But like, anyways, again, yeah, again, that reminds me of Webby and Lena, like in the first Lena's introduction episode of. Yeah, I, I can yeah, see that just, there being like a, a connection there. <laughs> yeah, but um, but it, it ends with the general saying like she could be useful, and we just cut and we just do a hard cut as oh. she enters the the civilization. Oh. So I guess the question is. Are we gonna keep Della on the moon for a couple of episodes and wait till like the entire season plays out to get them connected, I, or like what, what's going on here? I'm glad you mentioned General Lunis because throughout the episode, I thought he was, I, I was thinking he was a nice dude. He was nice until he said that one thing: she could be useful. And immediately, I got red flags that this guy, very shady, is gonna be a villain, probably. I don't trust him all because of that one sentence. Okay, so you're already on it's a villain situation. Uh, Michelle, do you have any thoughts on where this is going? Uh, I don't think we're going to have a reunion until maybe mid-season. Yeah, because I think the aliens are going to try to keep her there, especially the guy alien. When he said, whoa, we could have use for her, I feel like when she finds out that they're alive, that's going to re-motivate her to leave ASAP, and they're going to try to keep her there because they're like, oh, well, like, she defeated the Moon Mite, and she can do all these things, and she's a a resource for our colony kind of situation, so she's going to have to, like, get out of their clutches probably and even that, even if they're not like evil like they have like sinister goals at the very least they could be obstacles to getting Della back home so yeah right right man that just makes the that just makes me think of like the the brief moment where Della is like breaking down and she's she finally is like well i'm not gonna ever be able to go home and the general's like well you can make a new home and i kind of wish we could exactly. like, like explore that for a little bit like Della maybe trying to let go and not being able to maybe but like it seems we're gonna skip straight to her finding out that she had that her kids are still out and doing things and that like re-motivates her we're kind of skipping like the one point where i think it would be interesting to see Della's character go <laughs> it's interesting if this took place like a few years ago, and then maybe, maybe Hugh and Dewey and Louie have like a half sibling they don't know about yet. It's kind of yeah. 
So, uh, so we, we've covered like the story beats of this, but like also like there are a lot of like good jokes in, in here because, for example, we have the running gag of the Otzi Chew uh, created by, by Gyro. Um, hot takes on cold foods, blacklish licorice, yay or nay? Nay. nay. If you can breathe with it, I guess it's okay, but on its own, no, terrible. But ten, mm. but ten, ten years, ten years. How would you, how would you do? I think you'd stop tasting it as black licorice after mm. 10 years, honestly. It would just become <laughs> the normal taste of your mouth all the time. Yeah. Mm. Ugh. I never t- had black licorice, and this episode not make me want to try it. <laughs> wow, you just said nay without even having tasted it. That's impressive. I don't like uh, well, listen, I don't like like stuff that's too, 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 like that type of stuff either, like too... Two hard candies never been my thing, so. Ah, okay. So you're just like anti gum then. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, wow. Wait a minute. Are we just gonna go? But wait, we gotta mention one thing though before we get back to this. You guys well, I mean, I meant the beginning. but you didn't mention the idea of what you guys think of Della and uh, Lieutenant Uranus. What's her uh, name? L- Lieutenant Penumbra. Why well, are you gonna try to ship? Are you gonna yes! ship them? Okay. Okay. <laughs> um. What do you what do you guys think? Are you yeah or nay on that? Because I mean, I'm open to hearing it out, but yeah, the, here tell us. <laughs> I just like yeah. She's first of all, Della always set the, the siege because she wants to be best friends with this girl. So mm-hmm. I could see them like when we go when we come back to we come back to Della that they are actually best friends or very close. I like I you know I've been thinking about this because I also think she's gonna have a conflict getting off the moon. I think um the the lady alien she 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 wears her emotions up front on her sleeve like we know what she's about and who she does and doesn't trust. So I think she probably will come around to Della or could potentially help in her escape. But that guy I feel like he I have not seen his true Dude. inner thinking yeah, yet. So I think he's gonna be the one to turn on her if anyone. Yeah, me too. That's why I don't trust yeah. him because he just seems too good to be true. He's too like Exactly he's too nice, something. too charming, yeah. Yeah, at least the lieutenant, at least she pretty much just she is upfront about well, how she feels and stuff. So I trust her. At the very least, she's not going to stab you in the back because if she if she do anything, she'll shoot you to the face. Uh, of the of the very <laughs> yeah. of the various crack ships you've brought up on this show, Steve, I, I think that this is actually one that has a decently strong foundation. So I, I'm I'm proud of you. Thank thank you for bringing that up. We would have <laughs> we we might have gone this podcast without yeah. mentioning it, and you oh. did us a service. So good job. Right, thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so we we open with her re- recovering from the crash, and she's got her legs stuck under the ship. And so we skip to two months after crash, and she's got a robot leg, and she's like, ah, eh, ah. Eh? So like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, lots of leg humor in this. Uh, like she's seen several times, like tinkering with it and like getting raged over fixing it, but. Um, yeah, like losing a leg. Um, we got a, a robot leg. This is more like a Star Wars thing where like everybody loses their arms and legs. So uh, I don't know. I I I I, I, I like robot legs. Oh. Yeah, same. I think it's cool. Yeah. Have we met Have we met anyone in the show that lost like an arm? Have we met like a pirate that has like no legs or arms? I think remember that like the well, one of the we, sky pirates. I yeah, think? we did have a pirates episode, but I can't. I, I, oh I yeah, can't now tell I remember you a I'll, single person. In I remember that the episode. girl, the girl, the uh, Meg. She had a, a wooden leg too. I. All right. Well, well, she and Della can be friends later <laughs> yeah. over their uh, loss of <laughs> limbs. Um, <laughs> 
uh, yeah, so, uh, do, do, uh, well, also, I guess we'll just mix in the other stuff, but like, uh, this is a, 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 a unique episode in DuckTales in that it doesn't have the normal opening sequence. Instead, like, a, a couple minutes in, like, once we're into two months after Crash is when we finally get the DuckTales logo over the earth, uh, as she says, I'm coming, boys. And so then just like haunting moon music. Um, yeah. So, in- interesting choice to make this like, but but it makes sense given that it is kind of like a standalone episode, not really having anything to do with our main crew. And it but, gives more time for story. I, I guess like uh, thir- thirty more seconds. But um, uh, we she, she talks about her trying to f- get off the planet. Uh, that this is where the na 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 montage of like her jumping towards the earth and <laughs> not working. <laughs> Uh, and then later she discovers her junior woodchuck guide, which is the, the tip towards the nephews, right? She has her own guide. Nice. Yeah, I was so disappointed with junior woodchuck. I was hoping it would be the chickadees, uh, which is like a Girl Scout group in the comics, and then it would now, be, well, be well, now, now and then it would yeah, be revealed that the junior woodchucks and chickadees merged and became co-ed. Yay! Oh, oh yeah. What, what if in this universe it was always co-ed? That's an ide- ideal yeah. scenario, right? So. Yeah. yeah, but still, may, as much nod to the old comics they can get, would, I would be appreciated. But yeah. I guess. So. And that, uh, so she, he, she writes a long message asking for help from Scrooge while also dissing the gum at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Moon Monster corrodes that, so she has to do something smaller with just a dollar sign, <laughs> and she's like, nailed it. So that, that that's a, a good Scrooge joke here. <laughs> um, is there anything else that we have not mentioned? Uh, I know one thing. Yeah. I remember at the very beginning you were like, why are there clouds in space? And that's still a good question. <laughs> there should not be clouds over the Earth. Circling yeah, they, the moon. <laughs> yeah, they call it cosmic storm, but like, uh-huh. they, they, but but this version of cosmic storm is very um liberal. Yeah. Uh, but it, yeah. Did I actually say that out loud? <laughs> you did say that. I was like, yo, you're right, though. <laughs> oh. Well, I'm just thinking, though, the episode when we get Della back, probably, if, 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 I, if, I was, if I was Disney, I would make it a TV movie, making it like an event, like a, like, a, you know, like a, one and a half hours or something like that like well nice. I, w- I will say something that like this episode in, in the way it's uh, in the way it's uh, structured it never really dragged necessarily like it did feel like it kept moving so i, I think that giving it its own standalone yeah worked fine enough personally <laughs> i i don't know if you're saying that because you wanted more stuff or you felt that this no no i'm not was... talking about later on when we when our heroes get reunited with Della and we have this battle for uh, Della uh, like we mentioned before. I think it should be like a movie, like not just like even more than Matt, even more than the season one finale, like a an actual movie. Oh, okay. So you're just wishing for like a grand reunion sort of thing. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um yeah, and so the the, the Moonmite shows up oh also there, there's this moment where the Moonmite shows up and just as a reconnaissance ship is passing by and their their fight causes dust to come up, and the ship person says, "Oh, that's just a meteorite. Let's leave." And that's mostly Della's fault that happened. She's she's lost her temper, and and she's the one covering like a bunch of all that dust. It really wasn't really the Moonmind's fault. Della is her own worst enemy sometimes, just like her brother can be. 
Well, I mean, the Moonlight was going to, like, eat that dollar sign, and then there had <laughs> been no signs. So, like, I wouldn't say it's totally her fault. But it, it's more of just, like, the ship being like, hey, there's a dust up. Oh, well, there's no life. Let's move on. Yeah. Uh, and also, like, the moon is so close. Would that have really been the only ship to ever get to the moon to check? Yeah, you think he would have sent out a lot. I mean, he has a lot of money, and well, he really likes Stella. Well, well, that episode with the with the Sanjay, so like the flashback shows that he he did send a bunch of ships up into this into space. So like, it's, it's just a wonder why that was the only ship that like checked the moon. Are you so. implying, Michelle, though, if it was Donald, he would put a little less effort? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, definitely, if it was Gyro, even less effort. Um, let's see here. So they, they do their, they eventually get taken down underground to, to fight with the moon might. Uh, she, she activates her Donald rage several times down there. Uh, she, she ends up giving their golden guns of the moon people away and Penumbra's like, boo, you disappoint me in every way possible. That was a good line. That was a good line. Mm-hmm. Um, and and finally, the the civilization on the moon is named Tranquility because you know the Sea of Tranquility is a part mm-hmm. of the moon. So uh, cool beans. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I I, I think uh, anything else from this episode that stood out to you guys? Anything major we haven't touched on? Mm, can't really think of any at the moment. Yeah, I don't think so. <clears throat> yeah. So um, I think in, in summary, like there's a lot of there's a lot of fun moments here. Um, so, some of us may have enjoyed it a lot more than others. The, the, there's some thematic stuff in here that maybe could have been handled a little bit more um, uniquely, but uh, <laughs> but still, uh, I I think at the end of the day, like it sets us up for more, perhaps more interesting Della stuff in the in the future, and if seeing eventually if they'll they'll reunite with the main cast, who who knows when that will happen, since our next episodes are not for a couple months. Yeah. Uh, who knows how long the season goes on, but. Uh, yeah, anybody else has any final thoughts before we begin signing off here? I'm excited for more moon adventures with alien people. I hope Della has lots of fun side plots that aren't just her obsessively worrying about her boys and just, like, having adventures on the moon. Della and Penumbra team up. Episode. Yes! Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I can't wait to see that. I, I, yeah, like I said, I predict they will become best friends. And even though Penumbra doesn't like Della when they first met at the moment, remember, like... When Lena first met Webby, she had antagonistic goals towards Webby. So, like I said, it mirrors shit. What if Lena's on the moon? Maybe that's why she hasn't showed up in so long. <laughs> yeah, bring all the good girls back. <laughs> yeah, but un- until until May, when we see our good girls again, um, you can watch other other shows we cover here at Overly Animated. Uh, you can find out the info on this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. You can uh, join us on Discord if you want to chat with us about DuckTales or any of the other animated shows we cover mm-hmm. at OverlyAnimated.com slash Discord. You can support us financially via Patreon at Patreon.com slash OverlyAnimated. Thanks to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Brit, a.k.a. Opal. And Ooh. thanks, as always, to our Patreon executive producers, John, Ryan, Stephen, Hugh. 
besides DuckTales, in the meantime, while we handle this hiatus, um, okay. we also have uh, Craig of the Creek going on. We've got Miraculous Ladybug. DC Superhero we, Girls. DC Superhero yeah. Girls. Uh, we, we got uh, a Gen- Genlock recently uh, wrapped up. Another space show. Another <laughs> David Tennant show, too. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so th- th- there's a lot of other shows to to cover. Um, D- Disney is uh, actually D- Disney has Star vs. Oh, the Force yeah. of Evil, which is going on right now. That's the major show that they are focusing on in, in this. Mm-hmm. So definitely, I'm um, keeping an eye out for our coverage of those episodes as we go through the, the, this month. And uh, yeah, but uh, until until May, when we get more Ducktales to watch and review. We will talk to you later, and we'll uh, we'll see you soon. Uh, adios. Bye. Bye.